welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. Today, it's a quick show. It's a quick show. It's a solo. I swear I'm going to bring back guests. I know it's been three weeks of no guests. I, I've just been slammed. Um, right now, I'm at home. My husband is at golf. It is 8.48 in the morning on Friday. The Friday before, what is it? Friday, June 20. Literally, the date's right in front of me. That being said, that being said, um, the glass people are now 48 minutes late. I got a table this, I got a new dining table this week. So we're, we're going to get into like mistakes, but I'm going to start with, and basically mistakes I've made are commonly mistakes, some common mistakes that I see people make when decorating. Okay, so here's one, not getting the right size table. So we are in a one bedroom, if you're new here. Um, I've said this many times. I do not want to be accused of repeating myself because I feel like if this is someone's first episode, they're like, what is this? Um, and so we don't, we do not have a dining room. I think it would be nice to have a dining, like an official dining room. We have a dining area in our living room and it, it's great except for the fact that like there just isn't a lot of space. And so we got a smaller dining table initially and it was just a little too small, if you want to know the truth. It was just a little too small. Like, it worked for my husband and I, but a lot of the times we sit at the dining table and work. I also have a, you know, I also have a desk in my bedroom. But it was just not, like, it was just a little too small. So we got something that was about five inches bigger, and I swear, it's a round table. I swear it feels like I'm living in a different world now. Like, I've upgraded my life. If only my husband would not push the table every single time he uses it. Like, I love my husband, but he cannot keep a table in the proper place. I'm moving it, literally. That's what that sound is, because I realize it is not underneath the chandelier. And it just looks weird. It makes me bonkers. I think it's because he sits by the wall facing out, and I face towards the wall. And I think if we just switched places... He would stop moving this. He would just stop moving the table every day. I Should I glue it to the I wish, honest to God, just between us, is there a way to bolt a table down to the floor? Well, it's a rental, so I guess I can't bolt it. But, like, I wish I could just glue the table to the floor so he would not fucking move it because it makes me totally... Every day I have to move this table and it's always in the wrong spot. And how do I know it's in the wrong spot? Because it just somehow ends up in the middle of the room or not under the light fixture that it is supposed to be under. Anyway, it has a marble top. And because marble is a porous material that tends to get scratched and we use the table a lot... Um, I had a piece of glass made for the top of it. I always think this is a smart idea. It's it's a very old school thing. It's like, I don't know if you're, my grandparents, actually not true. My, my father's parents had these sofas with like plastic slip covers over them, which was hideous. But it's the same kind of idea of like protecting your investment, so to say. So we have a, so over our, um, we have a piece of glass over our coffee table because it's made of grass cloth. I actually, in retrospect, am not entirely sure that was necessary, but like just things get so dirty and it was, it's a really beautiful table, so I don't want it to get ruined. We have glass that was made for over our nightstands because, you know, we put water on it. We put a lot of stuff. I don't want them to get ruined. We should have glass over the dresser, but other than a giant TV that takes up like the whole dresser because... 
we don't my husband does not believe in wall-mounted tvs no i really shit on him this whole four minutes i've been talking but um we don't have wall when we move we're gonna do wall-mounted tvs it was one of those things where like i just didn't think we were going to end up in this apartment for three years because we just re-signed our lease um and I still don't think we'll be here throughout the entirety of our next lease. I think we're going to move to a two-bedroom. But I'm also, I'm just sort of waiting for the right thing to come up. Um, and if we break our lease, we break our lease. Like, what are we going to do? But anyway, we don't have wall-mounted TVs. So technically, we should have glass over the dresser, but it's not over the dresser. Um, so yeah, so we're having a piece of glass made for this 45, 42-inch. I don't remember how big this table is. Um, but anyway, it was supposed to come 51 minutes ago, so I'm still waiting. I'm going to call the glass people when I'm finished with this um, and try to take care of this. Anyway, so that's a mistake you can make is not putting glass over tables. And here's the thing. I think it's a really good thing to do if you have kids because kids are just not this way. You don't have to worry like they're going to color on the table. They're going to do art projects. You don't have to worry about your table getting ruined. And it's very, very inexpensive. I think this glass thing and again, they custom cut it for my table. I think I'm spending, I think it's like 230 bucks, something like that. So it's not crazy. And if you think about it, it's far less than the cost of replacing a table. And this way, if you're buying something and you do have kids or you do have pets or your spouse is messy, um, you know, you can protect your investment and buy something you really like because you know you can protect it. And no matter where, I was going to say, no matter where you live, I believe that there are glass people everywhere. But you can also order stuff like this online. I just choose to, I would probably save money by ordering it online, but I want someone to come and put it on top of the table because my husband and I would probably drop it and break it. But you may, you might have a spouse that's a little bit more handy than mine. Okay, so here's another mistake people make. Um, a friend of mine who shall go unnamed was getting a new, she's looking for a new sectional. And she had a very, I don't want to say what her budget was, but it was a very, it was a pretty reasonable budget. Like it was not, it was not the highest. It was not, you know, it was not cheap. It was, it was a very, very reasonable budget. And I think she could even go over, go over that budget a little bit. Um, and she was telling me she was looking on overstock and getting a fake leather sofa. And I said, no, 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 no. Do not buy fake leather. That being said, if you're a vegan and you live that lifestyle, that's fine. But I don't think it's any better for the environment. Here's why. Fake leather flakes. Even if you get really good fake leather, one of the first sofas that my husband and I had together as a couple was fake leather. And it lasted like, a, I'll tell you, the back of the pillow started to crack within a few months. Then like the fake leather started to chip off and we thought we were buying real leather at the time because they told us it was leather. It seemed, the price seemed a little bit low, but okay, we really liked the sofa. And I just have to say that like, it, it's just, listen, I am not a big believer in furniture waste. Like I think that there's a lot of stuff that people throw out. And I'm, that being said, I'm not the biggest environmentalist. I'm not the, the planet police. That being said, I don't really believe in buying furniture that like lasts a year. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources. It's a pain in the ass and it just doesn't last. So I would say do not buy fake leather. 
even if you're like, oh, it's going to last or, oh, my kids are going to, no, you're going to end up spending three grand that you're going to have to respend the following year because it's not going to last. And it looks, it also just looks cheap. I'm in general, unless you have something super, super modern, I'm not a fan of leather sofas. That being said, I am thinking of getting a leather sofa the next time we move because they're easier to keep clean. Um, but I think that you can sort of find something contemporary if your home is on the slightly more traditional side that'll work. But leather sofas are always modern. And here's the other thing too with fake leather. You'll never see like a fabric, a fabric sofa that has like a recliner or something hideous like that. It's so funny. Someone I know who has like, who lives in like, I don't know, her house has got to be worth six million, eight million, something like crazy like that was buying like a leather, should I get this like fake leather recliner sofa from Costco? And I'm like, absolutely, like, is everyone crazy here? Um, she's like, well, I have, I, no, it doesn't matter. Buy something that's sort of in the middle. Buy something. Okay, I am not a fan of quote unquote performance fabrics or like microfiber. I, I don't like the way it looks. I've had it. I've had two microfiber sofas that I had for a year because I just never really liked the well, one the bulldog destroyed. The other one I was moving. But the point is, I never loved the way microfiber looks. And that's generally a performance fabric. That being said, if you like it, I would do that instead of um, instead of fake leather. If you're really, really concerned about kids and pets. There are also a lot of, you can buy a commercial grade sofa. You can buy them on Wayfair. They're not that expensive. Um, and you can buy things. Here's the other thing too. There's a lot of fabrics that that like manufacturers will note are good for homes with kids and pets or stain proof, etc. So I recommend going for those before wasting your money on fake leather. Here's another mistake. Dark flooring and rugs with pets. If you have pets that are a light color, do not, by the way, I'm really sorry. I don't know if you can hear this in the background. I hope not, but they're vacuuming my hallway and this is the only time I have to do this podcast, so I hope you can't hear it. Um, they should stop in a minute. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. It's not nearly as annoying as the guy that comes around with the leaf blower while like I'm getting dressed in the windows. That happened yesterday. That was horrifying. This has nothing to do with furniture. Um, okay. Dark flooring and dark rugs with pets. If you have light-colored pets, don't get dark. If you can choose your flooring or your rugs, don't get a dark color because it will just look dirty all of the time. That being said, here's the other thing. If you have light flooring and dark-colored pets that shed, you're going to notice that too. Um, I know that's not ideal. It's just reality. I have a black rug I really love. It's um, a Rifle Paper Company's collab with Laloy. Um, it's a gorgeous rug. It somehow stood up to my dogs, but frankly, it just always looks dirty unless I vacuum it every day because I have these light colored dogs. Um, in a perfect world, I would have different flooring. The world is not perfect. Again, if you can make that choice, keep your pets in mind. Here's something else too, okay? Not measuring. Do not make this mistake of not measuring everything before you purchase, um, I recently ordered a bookshelf and it was, they actually delivered the wrong color. I can't even get into what a tragedy that was, but a new one, there's a new one that's supposed to come in, uh, like they said late August. So I assume by December it'll come. Um, 
drop ship drop shipping people put the label on the wrong um on the wrong bookshelf that is so now listen I have ADD but like that vacuum is so distracting and annoying and also it's like it's 9 a.m they started five minutes ago who vacuums before 9 a.m this is wackadoo um but anyway, I didn't measure. I did not notice how high it was. This was my mistake. Like I measured the width, the length, all of that. And I'm like, okay, this is where it's going to fit. It is nearly up to my ceiling. When they were delivering it, there is like a mezzanine sort of level in my building and the ceiling dips under in my lobby and they smacked it against the thing and the guy dropped it like three times. It's cracked, by the way. Um, I actually, so if you're wondering, yes, I ended up using the one that's the wrong color because it is damaged and because I wanted to gift my old one to a friend of mine who just moved. So um, I have it set up. It's the wrong color. It's cracked in like seven places, but it's here. And then I'll swap it out for the correct one when it arrives. And then I will donate the old one. Um, I'm hoping to the downtown women's shelter in New York, but I don't know if they take furniture. Either way, it'll it'll be it'll be donated at some point um, around the holiday season. Um, so if you're an organization in LA and you're listening to this and you want to sell a very nice bookshelf um, for the holidays in your thrift store, get in touch. Um, so anyway, this thing is almost up to my ceiling. I did not realize how low the ceiling was in my lobby, and. When it got here, I was like, oh, shit. This is like suburban furniture. Like there's a lot of furniture that's made for apartments. Like most of it, fun fact, most things from CB2 are made for apartments. Um, whereas like Crate and Barrel, they do have smaller things, but they are mostly made for house scale. But the scale of this piece was just so huge. Um, it is much taller than I am. It is taller than my husband. I had to style it on a... Um, on a stool so it just you know in retrospect maybe I love it would I have gotten something a little bit smaller yeah I would have but it also it ended up really working now listen for something that's the height or a bookshelf you can kind of get away with it um but for something like a sofa or a table if it doesn't fit it doesn't fit so before you click add to cart before you check out definitely measure everything with a tape measure if you don't have a tape measure that's long enough, use some dental floss and wrap it around a ruler. That's always a good trick. Okay, here's something else too. Used appliances. I was writing an article about, um, for Reader's Digest actually, about when to replace appliances, how long they should last, how to get deals, etc. Um, and one of the people that I quoted was talking about used appliances. And she made a really good point because I've never really bought appliances, but I thought this was sort of applicable here if you don't make these design mistakes. Okay, if you want a deal, get a floor model from Best Buy or Home Depot or wherever you're buying from. Like if there's a little scratch or something on the side and you're installing it in a way no one will ever see it, get that discount. Ask for a further discount at the register. But it is probably not a good idea to buy like a used stove off of Craigslist or Nextdoor or OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace. Not a good idea. Get something, get a floor model or get something that is certified refurbished. But buying something from a random person is never, ever a good idea because you don't really know what you're getting and you think you're saving money. But if you have to buy something twice, guess what? You spent more money. Okay, 
some more design mistakes. Okay, here's one people don't think about are high maintenance paint colors. So back in, it's so funny, I googled this just to make sure. Back in in 2021, although I think I wrote this in 2019 and someone else updated it, um, I wrote an article for Real Simple about, okay, it's called The Right Paint Finish Can Actually Help Your Home Look Cleaner. Here's how. And choosing the wrong paint finish not color I mean if you choose the wrong paint color you're fucked but you know okay so a high gloss finish which is what a lot of people do gloss or high gloss will not be forgiving to things like nail pops cracks or where a painter makes a mistake it can also chip or peel it shows a lot of imperfections and it just it ends up looking really dirty it is easier to clean though so it totally depends on what you're going to do. Then there's a semi-gloss. doesn't reflect too much light. And, you know, you can see a good amount of wear and tear. This is, I'm quoting, I don't know who I'm quoting, but it says, our in-house standard when designing a home is to use semi-gloss paint for baseboards, door casing, and doors. The paint is just glossy enough to make it easy to wipe clean, but it won't look shiny. By the way, if you have like a paint or a spot or anything like that that gets dirty... Um, and you're like, shit, this isn't coming off with a microfiber cloth. Magic eraser. They are literally magic. Um, I would say too, satin finish, also easy to clean. It looks beautiful. It has a velvety quality. It's great for children's rooms, foyers, high traffic hallways. Eggshell has a touch of gloss, reflects a little bit of light. It's really pretty for just like all walls. Um, and it's easiest, that is like the easiest to wipe clean. Okay, matte finish, think like chalk paint. It's really good if like you're painting yourself and it's maybe your first time painting because it can really hide the imperfections of the brush stroke. It's good for larger walls, etc. but it is harder to clean. So again, if you are, maybe for your living room, if you don't have kids and pets, and flat finish is has no gloss, but it cleans up very easily. So again, the like the more it attracts dirt, the easier it is to clean is sort of the policy with paint finishes. Again, this is this might not be something you're thinking about now, but if you're renovating a home, and I'll I'll link to that article in the show notes. Um, again, it's just something to like keep in mind or to ask your designer or contractor about. So those are some common common design mistakes that people make. Um, my glass is still not here. They have still not called me. I have got to find out where it is. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star review. Don't be a jerk. You can follow me on Instagram at It's Amanda Lauren. That's in the show notes. On Twitter at Amanda Lauren. And um, thank you for listening. If you have any show ideas, please DM me or any questions, please DM me. Um, we will definitely have some guests next month. It's just been easier to do solo shows. And it's um, one person whose podcast I really like. And she was on the show, Liz Bentley. She was on last summer. You know, she always talked about how she built her podcast, which is called Feathers in My Hair. It's about Teen Mom. It's a totally different topic. And it's also about pop culture. Um, I really enjoy her. Um, she always said that like when she built her podcast, she was very consistent. So I am trying to be more consistent with this. So again, this was a quick show. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening.